0: Hi guys, and welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. So, my current situation. I'm at work. I just finished work. My last child just left, and now I have Clorox wipes, and I am bleaching stuff to prepare for the next set of people that are going to come, which I won't be a part of that class. So, I think I'm done for the day, and then i come back in tomorrow. So... Yeah, so I'm going to clean and I want to talk to you guys while I'm cleaning because I had a couple of things happen and I said, uh, that would be really cool to share. Once again, I am behind on uh, releasing my podcast, but it's just been such a busy weekend. So yesterday was July 1st and before the month of July began, I really felt that this was going to be a really, really, really crucial month of the year, crucial in the sense, not bad, but like a lot of things were going to happen that many of us have been waiting for. Like the ball has begun to roll and the things that you've been praying for, waiting for shifts that you've been waiting to happen are going to happen starting in this month. And I really feel like I should share this with everyone. I don't think it's just for me, but especially the ones that you felt like God, you know, I've been doing everything I know and I've been standing. Where is my breakthrough? And you're watching everybody around you get breakthrough. And it seems like yours hadn't come. Well, this podcast is for you. If that's you. Um, so, yeah, the first of July, I've just been really feeling this this pull, this push that this is going to be such, such, such an integral um, integral part of the, the year for us. Integral. I don't know how, to, did I say that right? I don't know. Anyway, so I was on the phone praying with friends because that's something we started doing brand new. And um, one thing I, they, we all went around, it was four of us, and we went around and we, we, we asked each other, like, okay, what do you need prayer for? So we each, put our prayer requests out there and then the three that was left would pray for the for the one. And we went around and did that, you know, over the phone. Because um my friends there in a different time zone there it's <laughs> over on the whatever coast that is where New York is. So yeah. So we're praying for each other and I had so many little um personal requests. But the only thing I could think to ask for them to pray for was what was burning inside of me. And what was burning inside of me was this desire for, my, for hunger, this desire to be hungry for God. I know that I could go into my next season as I am by the grace of God and do okay and just kind of like trickle along. But I want to bust into my new season, like, here I am. <laughs> and so I just told the girls, I said, pray for me for more hunger for the word, for more passion, more fire, more focus, more discipline, you know, to, to, be, to be at a place because I knew I wasn't fully there. And I know what it looks like to be there. So, so yeah, they prayed for me. And I, I definitely have been feeling the shift uh, spiritually, just yeah, I just I've just, I've noticed a shift. So I wanted to say to you guys today: Are you ready? Are you ready? What what happens when you know something amazing is coming your way? You prepare. Part of me felt like. I know that God has promised me something, so shoot, I'm just waiting on it to happen. But actually, what I've found lately is that we have to do, we have to do our part as well to prepare for the coming. So, for example, God told me, He said, Cecily, I want you to prepare your resume. Now, the way he said it wasn't, Cecily, I want you to prepare your resume. I was over a friend's house in Texas, and she gave me this testimony of her husband and how he got a job at Lockheed Martin, um, like the most, in the most spectacular way. And the Lord said, I just heard a little whisper, like, pay attention to what she's saying. So I said, okay, paying attention. So I'm listening, and out of that story she told me, I noticed like the favor of God was on him abundantly. He didn't really have to do much. He just he was he was just there. You know, they I mean, he got paid way more than he was supposed to. What they initially quoted him. I mean, it was just all these different facets of this story that I thought, wow, God definitely wants me to hear that. Oh, that's what he wants me to hear. So I took away from it what I wanted to take away from it. But when I got home and I was on the Internet doing something, I saw the word resume. And let me tell you guys something. I've never had a resume ever because I've always been self-employed for the most part. Um, the jobs that I had, two jobs that weren't me working for myself and they were both when I was younger. Once my very first job, I worked at Outback Steakhouse and that was cool. You know, I just filled out an application and just went to work. And then my second job, real job, I worked at KinderCare, which is a daycare, they have in Texas. And so I was working at that daycare and I think I was probably about 20 or so. And so after that, I pretty much have been self-employed the rest of that time. And even those two jobs, I didn't work them very long. So, you know, I just have never had to have a resume. When I opened up my own salon and I filled out the application to rent the space, they didn't ask me for my resume. They asked me for my business plan. So I'm, I'm more so ready on the side of being an entrepreneur. I'm not, I'm not necessarily prepared to get hired in a regular job. So I'm, I'm on the internet and that's why it's so important to be sensitive to the voice of God. If he's speaking to you, write that stuff down. Like even if you think it's what he's saying, hi, <laughs> write it down because if you don't, then, it's, then you're not stewarding what he's giving you and then you want more. Everybody's looking for this huge Massive, like, you know. Let me just, man. There was this, there was this lady when Juanita Bynum was super popular, and she was in this stadium preaching, and she said, "I got a word for somebody," and so she starts to, to, to describe this woman way up in the like top of this arena, and she said, "You in the yellow dress, you." She's describing this woman. She said, you God said she starts to prophesy to this woman. The woman literally rolled down the stairs. <laughs> she rolled. I mean, she was trying to come forward to get her word. She rolled down the stairs. Hilarious. I mean, we I mean, the word was powerful and it was great. But she literally rolled down the stairs <laughs> and I laughed so hard about that. But I think that that's what people really like. We want these grand words where, you know, buy them, and all these popular people call us forward and we get these crazy words that will rock our world and all that good stuff. But actually, it's in the small things that God is speaking. And it is it, in our small obediences that we realize, wow, it was something amazing behind that. So here we are, and I see... So she tells me her testimony and I'm pondering on it when I get home that night. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. Pick up my phone, get on. I, I think it was just on my news or Google or something. And it was talking about your resume. And I said, oh, I actually don't have one of those. OK, so that's what you were saying. You were telling me because what happened in my friend's testimony was her husband did not have his resume ready. So in the time of his favor, he, he stood in line and they liked him. They liked how he looked. They liked how he spoke. They liked his professionalism. But he didn't have his resume. So he had to leave. And the lady actually, it was 1,400 people in line. He had to leave and go get it and was able to get his same place back where he, when he came back, he was able to jump right in the front. And so I thought, oh, it's favor. Well, God is just telling me he's going to favor me. But actually, no, he was saying, get your resume ready, like have it ready, because it's going to be important for you in this next season. So what I want to say to you guys is, are you ready? Are you ready? As I pick up little blocks and toys (laughs) off the floor, are you ready for what God has already prepared for you? I was listening to this message by T.E. Jakes. And he said, he said, the thing that God has planned for you is already it's not it's you're not waiting on it to happen. God is waiting on you. And I said, wow, it's so true. Like, I feel like I'm getting I feel like I'm coming into such a place of alignment with my own self and even my prayer life and everything. Sometimes we get so beat up by what happens in our lives. We stop praying. We stopped seeking. We stopped fasting. We stopped reading, <laughs> studying, you know? And I just found, like, you know what? That's why I was, I was listening to TV Jakes as I pulled up into the Bethel parking lot. Like, I was so hungry. I am just at a place where I'm thankful for my friends that pray for me because I'm, I'm just hungry. I'm ready. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting, so I, can, oh God, sometimes my mouth and my, my brain are on two different places. <laughs> but I'm ready and I'm hungry and it's time and it is time another another example when I bought my house me and my husband we bought our first house we were oh my god this this is gonna trip y'all out so we have been looking for a house for a couple of months and we couldn't find anything so finally We went to church one day. Here's the, here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We were looking for a house, right? But we were on two different pages. My husband wanted a real small house. I wanted 4,000 square feet. My husband didn't want a pool. I wanted a pool. My husband said we need to be in this type of neighborhood and I wanted to be in this type of neighborhood. Like we were just totally on two separate planes, right? And so we went to church one Sunday and our pastor was speaking about coming into alignment. And I forgot the scripture that he used, but he said, basically, if you don't come into unity, then God can't, if you don't come into unity, God can't command a blessing for you. And I said, oh, okay. And so when I got back in the car with my husband after church, I said, babe, when we get home, let's sit down. Let's write down the things that we want and the things that we can kind of negotiate on. Because in my mind, I was thinking, I'm not budging on these things. And in his mind, he's thinking, I'm not budging on these things. So we sit down, to, I mean, as soon as we get home, my daughter was away, she was with a friend, so she wasn't home, I remember, I remember that. And we sit down and I said, okay, I don't have to have a pool, that's, that's negotiable. It's not, you know, it's not a requirement. Hey girl. How's your workout going? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So yeah. So my husband, we both we started. He said, "Okay, it doesn't have to be a tiny house, but maybe." Maybe this many square feet. I said, I agree. Okay, it doesn't have to be 4,000, but let's get at least up to 2,000 square feet. And he's like, Cool, I can do 2,000. Cool. One story or two? Two story. Okay, what else do we want? We want this, that. We started to, to vibe together. And then afterwards, we prayed and we repented to God. We said, God, we're so sorry that we try to go about this with our own, you know, by our own means. We, we are now coming into unity and we ask for your forgiveness and we ask you to guide us to the house that belongs to us. Well, after our prayer, we go and we get in our car and we go to look for houses. And I knew the neighborhood that God had showed me because one day I was in the car with the Lord. I was married. I was with the Lord uh, in the car. I had went to a graduation. My husband, he was at home because he had to work the next day. So I went to this graduation by myself. And afterwards, it ended so quickly, the sun was still out, and it was pretty nice. So I said, let's go get ice cream, Jesus. <laughs> so I went to get ice cream with Jesus, and when I got my little ice cream cone, I was driving, and I said, lead me somewhere. Just, just tell me where to go. I'll turn. I'll go. I'll do it. So, um, yes, good workout for you. Yes. You can do this. <laughs> I'm coming, though. Are you coming, like, tonight? Should I come tonight? So tonight. Yeah. Okay, 630? Yeah. I can I'll do that. Tomorrow, too. Are you teaching that class? Okay, I'll be here. Oh, Lord. Okay. It's not, it's not like that. Okay, I'm coming. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Y'all heard it now. I'm going to... <laughs> this is a CrossFit gym. These people in here are like crazy. They're, they they are like pick up barbells and dump them on the ground. And they're... Rawr, and everybody's like, yeah. It's <laughs> so crazy. But I'm going to work out tonight because I've lost some weight. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. So... Um. So what was I saying? So we go out, we go out to look for the house that very day, right? We're in unity and we could feel, oh no, that's not what I was telling you. I was telling you about how we found the area that we were supposed to be living in. So we get to, we get to, um, let me see. No, I'm with the Lord. That's what it was. I'm with the Lord and I'm driving, eating my ice cream and he's like, make a left here. Make it right there. Turn around here. Do this there. And I was like, cool. And so I end up in this neighborhood called the Grand Peninsula. And it's in Texas. It's one of the one of the best neighborhoods in Grand Prairie. I mean, beautiful houses. When you turn in, there's this lighthouse. I mean, it's just a, a wonderful place to live. And the houses are huge. I mean, it's just like who who I mean, who wouldn't want to live here? And so there and, oh, you have to drive over this huge lake to get to it. So it was just everything I had dreamed of. So as I'm driving, I said, oh my gosh, I've lived in Texas all this time and I never knew this was back here. And so I get back there and he said, turn here, turn there, turn here, turn there. So I get to this neighborhood and he said, stop at this house. And I stopped. And he said, I've set before you a door wide open, just like that. Like I heard the words wide open, like super loud. And I said, Okay, so maybe because the house that I pulled in front of was for sale. So I said, maybe I'm going to go and the door is going to be unlocked because I have this, that crazy type of favor on my life where when I go to houses that are for sale I, and I try the door, it's always open for some reason. <laughs> it's so funny, but I, I recently noticed it. Well, I noticed it when that happened in that neighborhood, especially it was just crazy. So I went to the door. It was dark outside by this point and I started to I turned the knob it didn't open I said oh man okay so I go back to my car and I pull off and I said well God it was fun though you know this was really really cool I like this neighborhood I would love to live here one day and he told me go back I said go back the door is locked he said I set before you a door wide open I said okay all right so I go back so I'm just gonna, you know what I've learned about obedience, guys? I've just learned to do it. Just do it, even if it's crazy. Because here's the thing this is how I this is how I measure. It it didn't cost me anything to turn around besides a few cents in gas. It didn't cost me anything to turn my car around and go back to the house and try again. But it costs you everything when you don't. Because why? We want to be comfortable. So uh, I'm already in the car. It's okay. Maybe I didn't hear from God. No, if He says it, just try it. So that's how I weigh it. God will never do anything to to hurt me. I may be put in harm's way sometimes, but I'll, I'll never I'll come out unscathed because that's who He is. And I promise you, He's never told me to do anything to put me in danger, like ever. So if when people are disobedient, it's because they're lazy and they don't want to. They just don't want to. Because God has never told me to do something that physically would hurt me. Yes, it hurt me by pulling me out of my comfort zone. Oh no, we don't want you to live here anymore. Holy Spirit said, uh, "You need to get up and you need to move here." Well, yeah, that's uncomfortable because I have everything built up here. Why would I move? You know, that's why people are so—they're disobedient because they don't—they don't, they don't want to be uncomfortable. But I'm gonna tell you right now: if you're gonna continue to serve God, then you're gonna be a little uncomfortable. Or a lot. And you need to get used to it. Or you can just go on with your lukewarm self and serve the devil and just have fun with your life. Because, I mean, here's the thing. When you get there, if you're not building a relationship with him right now, where he can speak and you can listen, then he's going to, when you get there, it's going to be like, I never knew you. We're getting to know him right now. And getting to know him is partially is through our obedience. So, moving back to what I was saying. So I go back to the house because, hey, what's, what's it going to hurt to try? So I try. The door didn't open. Okay. it's not. This is not what I heard. Something told me, go to the side of the house. There's a maid's quarters over there. Just go to the side. Try that. Okay. I go to the side of the house, y'all. The door was wide open. Like, literally, like, if you open the door all the way till it's touching the wall behind it, that's how open the thing was, like bust wide open. And I said, shut up. Like I was, I was freaking out. I said, my God, this door is wide open. And so I, I, I went to the house and I, because it was dark in the neighborhood by this point, I went into the house and it was so beautiful. The winding staircases and the just the majesty of this stinking house was just. Oh, my gosh. I wanted it. I said, Jesus. So I ran home. I told my husband everything. And I got him to come out with me. And we both walked through that house together, try to be real slick about it. Like, we turned lights off as we left each room so the neighbors wouldn't be like, who's in this house? But the house was brand new built. It was stunning. Stunning, guys. Beautiful. And I said, babe, I think God has this for us. This is, I think, maybe not even this particular house, but He has something wonderful for us. He said, wow, okay. You know, he was just kind of like, okay. So almost two years go by, and we finally get to, now we're ready to buy our own house, and here we are. So we're all out of unity, and then we had to get in unity, (laughs) and then we get back into unity with each other. And we go out that same day. Oh, here's another thing. When God gives you a promise don't deviate from what he said what does that mean i mean god told me and my husband that that was the neighborhood we were supposed to be in but i thought maybe that was two years ago maybe he changed his mind and maybe that's not it. And my husband said, yeah, those houses are expensive. They're upwards of $200,000 and 300 dollars $400,000 houses. And we, we, we can't afford to live in those houses right now. Because at this point, we had just opened our business. And we were just at the point where we... Wait a minute. Did we open our business first or did we... No, I think actually we opened our business after we got our house. Sorry. But we wanted to open our business. And we were thinking we needed to have funds to make sure that we could afford wherever we lived. So long story short, we started to deviate. And this was before we came into unity. We started deviating. So we went to a, um, a, like a neighborhood in Mansfield where the houses were nice enough, but it just wasn't what we wanted. We couldn't feel peace. But we were gonna settle on this one house and, and my car started smoking right outside the house like totally just almost, <laughs> it pretty much broke down. We drove away and we had to get it towed to get it fixed because whatever was going on, it just overheated because that's not where we were supposed to be. And so, hi guys. And so, um, so after that had happened, I, I knew, I knew when it started smoking, I said, I know that this is not where we're supposed to be. And, uh-oh, hold on one second. Okay, had to get in the car. So uh, I knew that that wasn't the neighborhood for us. So that's why when we got into unity, I told my husband, I said, look, if we're going to trust God, we got to trust him all the way. Let's go to the neighborhood that he showed us two years ago and let's just see what happens. So that same that same day, everything unfolded the same day when we fall into line with God. He it's not that we it's not that like like uh, T.D. Jake says, it's not that he's waiting on us. We it's not that we're waiting on him. Sorry, <laughs> what he has prepared for us is already ready. One thing that T.D. Jake said, too, that I loved, he said, when you have a baby and you know, that baby is coming, you don't buy the bassinet and the crib and all the stuff after it gets there. You you buy that stuff to prepare yourself for the baby that's coming. Even some parents who've had a lot of miscarriages, they'll say, well, I'm not going to buy anything until it gets here. But even those parents, when they get to that eighth and ninth month and they can breathe a little bit and they say, OK, this baby definitely coming. They get some stuff prepared for that baby. Right. So T.D. Jakes was saying, why would God? Why would God send you into something? He's not already ready that he doesn't have already prepared for you. He says your thing is already ready. It's already waiting on you. It's it's up to you now to come on and push on out and get into position. So we drive that neighborhood and we go up and down. And we were on the side of the street where because there's two sides. Um, when you come into the into the, you know the um what's the word. the the housing complex or whatever it's called it wasn't gated or anything but when you drive into where the lighthouse was on the right side were the houses that were upwards of 400,000 I mean 600,000 dollar houses and up and on the left side the houses were smaller they had some two stories but it was more I know that my husband said when we drove on the right side he just said it felt stuffy it didn't feel like home to him but when we crossed the street and got over to the left side we saw kids outside playing we saw people out doing the yard i mean it just looked more and felt more like us and we actually exhaled like we breathed out like this feels like home this feels like it's a good place so as we as soon as we started to feel that we turned a corner and i saw this tree in this yard and i said oh babe look this tree is blooming and it's white I love a white blooming tree like it's so beautiful and I said oh, and this house is for sale oh my god <laughs> so I got so excited and so I ran out and got the little paper that's that was in the the low for sale box and we looked it up when we got home and looking at it on there um, on the website we were just like "eh, it's, it's okay And we looked up a few more other houses like in the area that we saw and the prices on those were, were crazy. The price of my house was, it was okay. It's just still a little bit high, but it was okay. So we talked to the realtor, we got a, We set up a meeting where we could go and see the house and see the other like two houses that we found in the neighborhood. And then she also found one that she wanted to show us as well. When we get to the one house, not, not our house, but we get to this other house and it was just massive. And it was about 4,000 square feet, which I want. I thought I wanted at the time. And I actually realized when I got in that house, I said, oh my gosh, this is too much. This is too much house. And so we saw the other houses and this one guy was living in the house. He had dogs. And, and for me personally, if I'm buying a house or an apartment or something, I don't want any furniture in it. I don't want to see any of your clothes in the closet because I will immediately walk out of the door. I just feel like, I, ugh, I don't know, it just... Yucky, yucky. Like, I just don't like it, even if it's clean, it's immaculate. Like, I don't want to see stuff on the counters. I don't, it could be a mattress, you know, a bed in there, and it could be a dresser, but I don't want to see any of your artifacts in the house at all because I will, I will walk out. So, so, um, all the other houses were bust. We go see our house. And when we walk in, <laughs> I'll never forget both of us. My husband and I were smiling from ear to ear because when you walked in, there was there were these super long, there's a long walkway to get into the the house, but it wasn't narrow. So you walk, you're standing at the front door and there's these shiny hardwood floors and they were real. They were shiny and they were all the way down leading you to the living room but when you walk up a little bit on the right there was a formal dining room which was this like a deep purple color they painted the walls but the hardwood floors were in there and there was a butler's pantry oh man it was beautiful but the kitchen was super out of date the counters were just the regular counters you find like in an apartment building and they had this crazy uh, grapevine border in the kitchen it was the kitchen needed updating but the house itself was beautifully done the um, there were there was um, what do you call the the baseboards but it's called like it was like beveled I mean just just everything it had a game room it had um, Jack and Jill bathroom upstairs two conjoining bedrooms um, and then our bedroom was huge with the bay window and garden tub and separate shower and just beautiful 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 house um it was definitely over our budget. But we asked okay, so we are praying this whole time. That day we put we gave the lady a check for our deposit for our house, right? Oh my gosh. I'm getting so encouraged <laughs> You know why? Because I'm remembering I'm remembering what God had done. Oh my goodness, y'all. So look, this is why I'm, let me tell you why I'm laughing. I gave her check We didn't have any money like saved up We didn't have any money to buy this house But we just knew it was time So we said we would play it by ear and do what we needed to do And as we went we just said the Lord is going to Open up the next thing So I wrote her this check she said okay we're not going to cash it Until closing so You're fine on this check I said cool great Guys the things the ball started Rolling the ball was rolling Like fast this house I think we got into the house within like or we got our closing date within like two weeks of us like finding the house, putting the money down negotiating. We offered $10,000 less than what they were asking and they accepted it. And we asked them to pay closing and they said yes. Here's, here's even the reason why I'm telling you this. The house was on the market six months. The house was on the market six months in that neighborhood looking as beautiful as it looked. And all it needed was some updating in the kitchen. But the house was gorgeous. The backyard, y'all, was like a baby football field. I mean, it was huge. Six months, this house was on the market. Nobody bought it. Because why? It was for me and my husband. It wasn't for anybody else. God, your promise is not... Your promise is waiting on you. You're not waiting on your promise. Your promise is waiting on you. Are you ready? So we, So we finally... Uh, we asked them for 10000 less. They said yes. Here's why I was laughing. You know, I was doing hair at the time. You know what? I We did. We did have our business first. We opened our business first. Then we got the house. And that's why we, we were worried. Because I remember where I was standing in the salon when... They started asking me for money for different things. Okay, we need 450 for for the inspection. You got to get your own inspection done. Okay, cool. Like, when you're buying a house, it's a process. So it's like different things that you're going to need money for. And we had no clue. We were just like writing the next check, doing the next thing, writing the next check. Doing, so we were working on it. So I promise you guys, I looked at my, I looked at my, um, what is it called? When I would do my books. During that week, the only time I made more money in a week was when I... My last week of working in Texas before I moved here to California. And that that week, I made almost $4,000 in one week because people were just like, I need to get in before you leave. So I think I was like $5 short of making $4,000 in a week, y'all. So this particular this particular during the house thing God so increased my business they were saying we need to check for a thousand we need to check for this we need to check for that and I was getting clients like crazy it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life because I was writing checks and working my tail off in the salon and like okay we got it we got it and you may be like well, where was your husband's money I made more money than my husband I never cared about that guys I just don't man oh blah 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 (laughs) I told God, I said, God, I just, I just love, I just want to, I just want somebody that loves you, that will love me and love my daughter. And we can come together in this life. If we come together, there's nothing that we can't do. So my husband, yeah, his job may not have been paying what I was making. He was making a nice amount of money, but it wasn't what I was making. I was definitely making the big change in the family. But I never, I never made him feel any kind of way about it. I put it in one account. We had the same account. These people, like married couples, with all these different accounts, and you got a little secret account you you hiding. You know, as a wife, as a Proverbs thirty one woman, I can understand putting something aside for a rainy day. But I'm talking about when you are maliciously putting money aside in case you feel like you need to leave your husband because you know, whatever like that. I don't agree with, but there were times where, okay, I got a lot of cash today. I'm, I'm putting a hundred dollar bill, you know, to the side. Oh, our car, it broke down here, babe, go in this drawer over here underneath that. And there's some money. Just get it. Do what you need to do. That's kind of how I did it. But it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't hiding anything from him or I wasn't trying to plan my escape just in case it was just me being frugal and provident. Pro- was it provincial or whatever. But I was trying to, to be a good wife. So, here we are. I would just dump all of our money in the pot. He had a he had the passcode to get online. He can look at anything he wanted to. He can go in my wallet and get whatever he needed. It And I didn't make him feel demasculated because... I don't even know if that's a word, guys. Sometimes when I'm talking on here and I'll go back and listen, I'm like... I probably sound real crazy to people. <laughs> I'm smarter than I sound. I promise you. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, he's making his normal money. And that's paying our rent. That's paying our rent at home. And our you know electric and gas and all that stuff. And And it's paying... I think we had a car note at the time. Did we? I think so. I don't remember. But it was helping with, like, groceries and all that stuff. But God had so increased me. I don't want to make up a number, but it was it was crazy. And I wasn't having to work as hard as maybe I would have in the past. I was making wigs, with my wigs, I would charge like $225, $225 for a wig. Well, I'd have like six people want a wig and then they want color and then they want install and all that stuff is extra. So they may leave paying like $400 or they would or they would get, um, okay, I want to order the hair from you, Cecily. Okay, order the hair from me. And I would make a little money from that because I sold hair and everything. So I was would, I would sell them the hair. I would um, color the hair. I would make them a unit, like a unit is a wig. So I'd make them a custom-made wig. And then I would actually wash their hair and install their wig on their head. And by the time they finished, they may have been paying $450 to 500 you know, $500 at the end of the day. Well, that's how I was making that crazy amount of money because during that time God just kept sending all of these huge projects to me and I was I was just knocking it down because I could so I, I don't want to make anything up but I made my God so much money I all of it went into the house but I made a killing because God was meeting me. I mean, I, I had to work though, guys. Like I was I was going to my fax machine at my front desk and faxing papers to my real estate agent while I was doing sew-ins and washing and coloring people's hair and like still being a businesswoman. But I still had to work. The thing that God has for you, is coming. It's ready. But you're still going to have to do something. And I, oh man, it's so much that I want to say. It's so much that I want to say, but I want to wait. Because I want to wait on I want to wait on my thing so I can actually testify about that. But what I want to say to you guys today is, are you ready? Are you ready? Do the thing that you could do, do the minimum. I talked to a friend of mine, and she said, Cecily, we were just talking about just stuff, and I said, Man, I wish I knew. Because I have two places that I think I could go. I can either stay here in Reading, or I can move to this place where I feel like God is telling me that I'm supposed to move. But I'm not hearing anything super clear, and God doesn't do me like that. He he doesn't torture me or, you know, you know he he's pretty he's pretty upfront. So if he wants me to do something, he just tells me to do it, and if not, he you know he t- he just tells me. But I've been I've been in the valley of like. Is this one of those times where where God is saying, I actually want you to just step out and do it and I'll support you whatever you do, because I actually don't really like that. I just want him to tell me because I love to just obey, like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But sometimes he's saying you choose and even Pastor Bill's son here in Reading. He gave a message the first week I was here, the first week I came to visit. And it was um, he was talking about all lights are green until they're red. And he said him and his wife had the opportunity opportunity to move to Spain or to stay in, I think they were in Weaverville in California. And he said, God, just tell us and we'll go. <laughs> and God said, you're no longer a slave or servant, but I call you friend. So you choose and I'll, I'll support you. I'll back you up. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, don't tell me that. Cause I really, really, really just want to do, I want to be wherever you're going to be, God. And God is like, you're my friend. So wherever you go, I'm going to be. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> don't give me a choice. Cause I could, I could choose wrong, you know, that's how I was feeling. So I'm, I'm in that kind of situation where I was, especially like a couple of weeks ago, I was really, really, really in a, um, like a place of decision like where I was really feeling the pressure you know my lease is it's gonna be up soon where am I going am I staying here am I going away what am I doing and my friend she sat there with me and she said I just really feel she's real prophetic she said I really feel like you just need to do what wow interesting <laughs> Sorry, I was talking to you guys, and I have this letter on my seat of, on the seat of my car, and it says, Be prepared for evacuation. And there's this car with like stuff packed on the top of it. That's interesting. Well, glory. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so this is the last thing I'm gonna say. So, um, she said, I feel like you need to just do focus on what you were doing, like get. Get your head in the game as far as what you, what God has already said. That's what she said. What, what has God already said? And I said, You're right. I was working on my weight loss. I was working on just different things. And I kind of dropped everything out of concern and fear and worry. Like, what if, what am I going to do? You know, sometimes we can freeze in terror when we're actually supposed to continue on, even when we feel afraid. So I wanted to come back around to something else too. Lord help me remember because we were talking about it before I started. Hmm. Well, it'll come back to me. So but my house, you guys, we got that house super fast. They approved everything. We closed on it. My husband had 401K, so he was actually the main player in us getting the house um, because we did have to come with, they told us we had to come with 18000 so he pulled that out of his 401K, and then they only needed like 7000 when we got to closing, so that was a blessing. We got to get furniture, some things for the house, and like a lawnmower and all this stuff with the rest of the money, and it was just, it was just beautiful. But that house sat on the market for six months. And when I sold that house, after my husband died and I decided to move here to California and I sold my house, that house sold in two days. <laughs> that house, the same house that sat on the market for six months when we bought it, sold in two days. Why? God was showing me something there. Your, your promise is waiting on you. Was your promise ready six months ago and you're not ready? You weren't ready for it. It's waiting on you. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that your promises are yes and amen. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in the lives of your people. I thank you what you're doing in my life. And my children. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing, God. And Lord, the people that are listening that the faithful listeners that come and listen, God, even the ones that I don't even know they're listening. I got 50 listens on one of my podcasts. One of them have 60. I don't know who's all listening to this, but God, thank you for, for the ones that are listening. And I thank you, God, that this will be a blessing to somebody. I pray that the right person that that you've got something waiting for would actually listen to this podcast and they would get their butts moving and start to do the things to prepare so that they can come into alignment and run smack dab into their destiny. So Lord, whatever it is, if it's if it's you're supposed to apply for a job but you're scared or maybe you're supposed to to try out for something, or or get your resume—that's the last thing I was going to tell you guys about the resume. So I started getting my resume together. But I'll, I'll, after I finish praying, I'll tell you about that, and then we're going to go. So, Lord, I thank you for getting people getting their resumes together. I thank you for people um just coming into alignment with what you've already said, even though it may be small, even though it may be it seem insignificant. It's not a, a big prophetess Is calling them down from the top balcony and then rolling down the stairs and receiving some massive word lord it is actually just a whisper it is just you saying hey do this and then you they get confirmation later when they turn the tv on or they talk to a friend and say oh that's the second time i've heard that today that means god is saying something to you take notice get a little notebook write that stuff down because he's speaking and we don't want to take casually when god is speaking when he's speaking things it's 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 serious it's yeah he means it so lord i thank you lord i thank you lord i thank you and i ask god help us all help and i thank you lord that by this time next week as we begin to put the wheels in motion and go back and revisit the things that you've already said that lord that we will come to a place of alignment and we'll have testimonies as of this coming week God, starting now, God, that the testimonies will begin to roll in even as they've made up their mind to start doing the things that you've already told them. Lord, I thank you for for manifesting and showing your goodness in the midst of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, resume. So I'm working on my resume now because that's something that God has been speaking. Another friend of mine told me, "Get your headshot done." I'm like, "What is a headshot?" Okay. All right. But then I kept seeing that word headshot and I'm like, I've never even seen that word other than, you know, you know, like back to back like this. That means God is saying it. So get my resume, get my headshot because I'm getting prepared for whatever's coming or whatever has been waiting on me, you know, and if I, if I procrastinate and I don't do it, there's a chance that I'll miss that thing and I don't want to miss it. So, yeah. So I bless you guys. I bless you. I bless you in the hearing. I bless you in the doing. And I bless you to pay attention to the still, small voice of God and to hear what he's saying and know it's him. And guess what? And just do like me. If, you, if you're not sure that it's God, if it's not going to kill you, do it anyway. And that's how I do with obedience. Because 99% of the time, I'll, I'm, 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 I'm hitting the nail on the head if he's telling me something. Because if I think it's him, I try. And if I'm wrong, at least I try. You know? So that's the key to to how I live my life and how I see his favor abound toward me. I just try. Hey, Cecily, get up. I want you to get up. One time, this is the last thing I'm going to say. One night, one night, the Lord told me, he said, I want you to pray. And it was midnight, and I was feeling really funny in my apartment. Just something just fell off. So I get up, and I'm in my living room, and I'm pacing the floor, and I'm just like, God, yeah, Lord, I just speak peace over this area. In Jesus' name, I declare. I said, I... I command the murder, that murderous spirit to go now in Jesus' name. Like, I started to, to, to come against the spirit of murder because I just felt like that's what I was feeling. You know, I felt like it was something, like, wrong in my, my little cul-de-sac here in my apartment. And so I tried to go back to sleep. I couldn't, so I got back up, and the Lord said, I want you to stand outside the door, the front door of your house, and I just want you to stand there quietly. I said, okay. And so I go outside my door, and it's dark. Of course, because it's night and I had closed the door behind me and I stood there and I stood with my, my arms folded in front of me and I felt like, I felt like because I was standing there, whatever the enemy had planned, it, it, he couldn't do it with me standing there and I stood there. I think I stood there for a good 30 minutes or so. I don't remember how long, but I stood there for quite a while. And I remember this fierceness standing up inside of me. Like, I really felt like the the angelic of God was standing with me outside the house. And I just watched. I just looked around. And I looked like I wish a Negro would try to do something up in my neighborhood. Because I didn't feel like it was my house. I felt like it was somewhere in the area. So, the next day comes. And, you know, I finally felt the release to go back in the room. And I went to bed. And I slept fine. Everything was good. It lifted. It was fine. The next day comes. The next night comes. And I... um have friends over and we're all like having girl time and we ordered pizza and this one girl the girl that delivered the pizza she came in and she said you know last night it was some weird stuff going on around here it was a big fight and and there was like an ambulance and there was this and that and the other and the time that it happened was like 8 p.m but and I wasn't at home at that time when she, you know, said it had happened. So I didn't see ambulances or police cars or nothing. I didn't know any of that had went on. But when I came home, I felt like there was a spirit of death in the neighborhood. And I really believed that God had me standing guard because she said somebody left pretty pissed off. And whoever had gotten hurt had left an ambulance. But there I think that there was gonna be retaliation. I think somebody was gonna come back and finish whatever was had been started, which I don't know what that was and the Lord had me to stand guard and then he used her to confirm that I wasn't crazy you know what I'm saying so at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning maybe that person was going to come back and do something but I, but I was in my house warring in the spirit and then I came outside and stood outside my door and I said nope, nope, no, nope. devil you a lie there ain't nobody coming up in this neighborhood to do nothing there will be no deaths in Reading in Jesus name and so and that's just what I felt in my spirit so had I not done that Maybe somebody could have died. What did it cost me to stand outside my door or to get up and pray? It made me a little uncomfortable. And I'm going to promise you something. Two things. One, if you obey God, it's going to be a little uncomfortable sometimes. Sometimes he'll tell you something fun and you can do it. And it's like, oh, ice cream and sprinkles. But other times he's going to tell you stuff and it's going to make you uncomfortable. But you just got to obey. You got to do it do it even if you don't just do it guys that didn't cost me anything but a little bit of uncomfortableness i was yeah i was tired the next day i woke up did what i had to do and i went to sleep on time the next the next night and i was fine you know so i just want to encourage you that was the one thing and i was going to promise you a second thing that you that you wouldn't he wouldn't put you in harm's way but i won't i'm not going to lie about that because the disciples went through hell and they were they were killed the name of christ so i can't promise you that it won't be something that won't hurt physically either but all i can say is he's a good father and he's loving and he's kind and he's good <laughs> he's good he's kind he's loving he's good you got to put a it's a good sandwich so you got good in the beginning and you got good at the end and whatever's in the middle is all good too amen amen and then lastly. I know I had said I I told you guys I had like sixty listens. I don't listen. I don't look. I, I said in one of my podcasts that the Lord told me not to look and see who was listening. So I don't know who listened, but I can look at that. But I don't. But it's on because it's on a whole other screen. But whenever I log in to um, put my podcast out, it always shows like the number of people who listen. And I thought, oh Lord, how am I supposed to not see how many people listen? if this is like right here when I log in and he said no I don't want you to look behind the other curtain which is really hidden like I have to click on a couple of things to get to see who listened so I don't know who's listening because I promised that I wouldn't look at that but I do know like how many people listen to each podcast and y'all are funny everybody listens to the to the podcast with the crazy titles (laughs) but I think one of my favorite ones to date is the one that's called ouch ouch I like that one. But everybody listens to the sexy truth. That's got like high listens. Um, I got drunk. Uh, y'all want some some dirt. We're going to talk about relationships next. So we'll talk about that. And maybe that'll that'll feed what y'all are looking for. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been on here almost an hour. I, I got to handle some business. I love you guys. So much. I do. I do. I do. I do. I love you guys so much. Bless you. Have a great week. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to hear what God is doing in your lives. Bye. Oh, Africa shall be saved.